What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Welcome to Designated Driver, where we discuss the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Aaliyah. And I'm Liz. And today, we're kind of doing a big episode. We didn't even talk about how we were going to do this, but I kind of have some ideas, and I bet you do too. So Adam Driver is in the throes of promoting Ferrari, which we watched yesterday. And as part of that, he had his fourth appearance on Saturday Night Live. So we have a lot to discuss. And there was a couple articles. There was the podcast where he was on Conan. Did you I listen just, to it? Yeah, I just it finished was good, it. Right? My, it was good, right? It was so good. Yeah. I loved it. So Conan O'Brien has a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I used to listen to this regularly every time really? it came I, out. It drives me crazy because he talks about himself too much. Yeah. And I've stopped listening, not because of Conan. I'm a longtime fan, and I think he's great at interviewing. But I moved away from listening to any podcast that involves celebrities, like interviewing them. Why? I've just heard enough about them. You know, I like podcasts from an obscure person who's not famous, who heavily researches a certain topic and just puts out a podcast on their own. Yeah, but you can do both. I don't know. I haven't had bandwidth for both past couple of years, and it's not going to happen this year either because my plan for podcasts is to listen to every episode of You Must Remember This. It's really good. Mm -hmm. I finished Erotic 80s and 90s. Love that. Me too. And the Polly Platt series. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just going to... You can just skip around. Dead Blondes is really good. Is that one episode or No. She tells the story of a different dead blonde actress in each episode. It's good. Yeah. She always promotes the Dead Blondes coloring book. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds great. Also, there's a whole season just about Joan Crawford Mm. that's really good. She just promoted that as like a fun summer season. It's good. Yeah. I like to skip around and it's so good. I've looked at the earlier ones. They seem like they're just one off. So you could skip Mm -hmm. around. I mean, I like to go in order. Yeah. (laughs) Not me. You like to dip and skim. When there's a series, I like to listen to it. But with her, you can kind of, you can listen to a series, but you can also just listen to one here and there. This is out of character for me, but I listened to Erotic 90s mm-hmm. first and then Erotic 80s. Oh, I'm intrigued. I was really breaking out of the mold to do that. So I don't know. 2024. Yeah, it's but 2024, different. I feel like I'm locked in. I've got at least 170 episodes of that to listen to. So I'm probably good for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe someday I'll listen to the other ones that people recommend to me a lot. The one that is recommended the most to me is the 90s. Songs that explain. Songs. I was about to recommend it to you. It's good. He he talks about himself a lot too, but it doesn't bother me as much because a lot of the time when he talks about himself, I'm like, he's me. I'm hmm. him. I like it when people talk about themselves if I already like the person. Mm-hmm. So I have to like have that buy-in first because I started listening to one episode randomly. I think it was just in my favorites and it started playing and it was on Birdhouse of My Soul. It's not a touchstone for me. I definitely remember it. There was a documentary about They Might Be Giants that I liked, but it's not a thing I'm a super fan of. The intro, he was just talking about himself for so long. It was too long. Listen to the one about you too. You know, I don't really like you It doesn't matter. Much. Okay. It's funny. Okay. You should listen I listened to, to a four-hour episode on The Grateful Dead on 500 songs. Are you a secret deadhead? Um, No, I'm not. Okay, now I have to tell you a story. Oh, okay. Two things. One, I don't know why. For some reason, when Chet was like a toddler, I got really into listening to The Grateful Dead when we were just like hanging around in her house. Really? 
Yeah, and still, like, Touch of Grey kind of makes me cry, and I like all the big ones, but I feel like I talk about the fact that my family lives overseas a lot, but we moved to England when I was 14, and so the time when I would have gotten into the Grateful Dead, like when I was a teenager, I was living in England, and in England, no one has ever heard of the Grateful Dead. No one Mm -hmm. listens to the Grateful Dead. And then when I came back to the States to go to college, Jerry Garcia had just died. So when I was a freshman at Cornell, all these kids kept talking about Jerry all the time, how sad they were about Jerry. And I really thought that it was a student that had died, and I didn't understand understand who Jerry was for the longest time. And then finally, one of my friends was wearing like a Rip Jerry t-shirt. I put it together, but I had no connection to the Grateful Dead at all. That's my story. When I was in college, my friend group was definitely all about hating the Grateful Dead. And I'd never even heard, knew what they sounded like, really, but just the whole culture of deadheads. Until I listened to this podcast, I didn't realize Touch of Grey was... Uh, Grateful Dead song and that's a good song but in general I don't like their style of music and I don't like jams yeah but I gained an appreciation it was an interesting I feel like podcast episode they're fine what's not to it's fine yeah I don't know in the 90s it was like you were like for or against again it was all (laughs) new to me when I was 19 starting college I was like what is this I don't know what this is So anyway, I think we were talking about the Conan. Adam Driver was so nice and affable and funny. He got Conan. Conan said, well, I'm 20 years older than you. And he's like, wow. I could tell he surprised Conan. And that's really good when you can make a comedian laugh, like someone who's Mm -hmm. been a a professional comedian for 40 years or whatever. That was a great moment. I loved how they talked about what it was like being tall. And how when they don't smile, they look like they're mad. Yeah. They have like resting bitch face. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I was like, what a great guy. I know. Adam Driver. There were also some stories that they told that I hadn't heard before, but now I can't remember what they are. I was surprised that... Oh, that he played basketball. That was the one. And I hadn't heard that, that he played basketball. He wasn't good. And then also his family was too poor to afford the right tearaway pants or something i don't yeah i'm surprised about that i don't know how expensive these pants were yeah i don't know anything about sports so i and i like that he told the story of like when he was on the b squad he was really good but Mm -hmm. then because no one cared and then when he was on the a squad he sucked sucked. i totally relate to that in the privacy of my own home i can be fine and then if people are looking at me i really choke and get really freaked out by that that's why i only (laughs) ski the green circle. I don't ski anything else because I'm good if I ski the green circle, but if I ski the blue square, I suck. Okay, the green circle is the the easy trails. code. I thought it was like literal a circle that you would go around. Oh. I'm like, you've got some splaining to do. Yeah. Because that's a downhill ski. I don't know anything about mm. cross country. I only know downhill. I know very little. Even though you have a cross country skier. In your home. Well, I know the stuff that he does, but not from personal experience. Yeah, it was good. I re- highly recommend it. It was fun that it was live. It was fun hearing everybody applaud for him and completely lose their minds. Did you read the article that I sent you about Adam Driver? I think I did. I think I read everything he you sent He does me. have charisma mm-hmm. and a magnetic quality that people really like. And we saw that in the live Conan interview, too. When I was younger, in my 20s, and I would go to New York City... 
One thing that I would do was stand in line and you could get tickets to see the yeah. taping of it. So I had a fantasy of like, what if I had planned a trip to New York and got a ticket to that and then surprise it was Adam Driver. That would have been cool. It would have. But when he singles out people in the audience, yeah. it makes me stress. Even yeah. just listening to that. I'm like, yeah. maybe it's good I wasn't there. They loved so, it too. though. Yeah, they love it. I mean, it's probably fun if you get singled out as long as you're not totally embarrassed about it both conan and adam driver talked about how they don't like getting their picture taken like just standing there they feel like an idiot and they look mad and mm -hmm. i like that they both said they like taking pictures with fans though do yeah. you remember that and the adam driver says he just walks around now brooklyn yeah. just doesn't try to disguise himself yeah and we i should just go to brooklyn i am going there in april i think you should just go hang out in brooklyn yeah just see see if you Fine. see him he's pretty hard to miss I don't want to be creepy. I also read the New York Times review of Ferrari. Did you read that? No. I spent all morning trying to figure out if there was a dialect coach on it. And then Joel yeah. came in and was like, IMDB. And then I found it. <laughs> Whoever that dialect coach is. Fire him immediately. <laughs> I know, I know. So the New York Times gave it a pretty good review. Slate did too. There was one line in it. It was like, the race scenes are thrilling and so i was like okay this is like a car guy who likes car racing car movies and so he loved it like no criticism slate he had no, said <laughs> it was adam driver's best performance yeah so it almost makes me feel bad that i didn't love it i hated it <laughs> so that's a spoiler but should we go into saturday night live before we get into ferrari so here's the thing. I would rather spend the majority of this episode talking about a single skit on Saturday Night Live than talking about that whole damn movie because it was so boring. I was so bored. Conan also brought up the sketch where he's the oil baron. Yeah. Which I love. And Me that too. was also a key moment when I saw that, noticing that Adam Driver was 100%. Completely committed. <laughs> you know, there is something special and that was so funny. So I like that that was brought up. Mm -hmm. in the podcast as well this is what i think we should do i okay. think we should just power through ferrari talk about what we oh, think okay. and then skip on to saturday night live okay sure and, and on even a high make note. this two episodes but i think i am going to have like five things to say about ferrari and then i'll be done do you want to give a synopsis of ferrari yes by the way anytime something has to start with words to tell you what's happening it sort of annoys me my favorite part of the movie was the very beginning which is mm -hmm. kind of a flashback to young Enzo Ferrari when he's a race car driver and he's winning a race and he smiles. And yeah. it's cute and he looks happy. It's very cute and his smiles, you know, kind of turns down. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. Then and there was some like old timey music yeah. playing. Yeah, that was creative and, and cute. Yeah. Gives forward to post war era. It's like right after World War Two. Enzo Ferrari, they make this clear, they say it like eight hundred thousand million times. He makes cars for racing, and he sells them to support the racing, not the other way around. He doesn't care about selling them. It's just something he has to do in order to fund the racing. So there's this uh, rivalry between Ferrari and Maserati, mm -hmm. and they were, like, making identical cars. Both companies are going bankrupt. It's just funny that there's this feud between the two companies that are making an identical thing so they can be like one second faster yeah than the other when they were having this big race through the countryside i can't remember the name of it it's not the one that was in ford v ferrari the Mille, which I, I've also seen. Milia? 
or something? Yeah, that's close. That's very close. The only way you can tell the difference between the cars is they look exactly the same. And they have this girl that reminds me of the Menomina yes. Muppets. Yes. <laughs> it's just like an open... I thought like a hair dryer, but Oh, yeah, hair dryer, Menomina. And then the Maserati has that jagged M, which you just have to kind of piece together that that's the Maserati. And one car would crash, and I'm like, I have no idea which one crashed. Like, I know. You just have to wait until seeing the reaction yeah. of Enzo. But still, I couldn't tell. Nope, neither could I. Long time. And then that Ferrari guy gave this Maserati guy a ride. Yeah. And then the Maserati. I didn't even know. Patriarch. Yeah. Who, do we even know his name? Nope. No, we never found out his name. He's just so mad. He's like, you should have walked home. Because yeah. this feud is so strong. Between the two guys making identical cars. I know. So dumb. Really? I know. So Enzo Ferrari is all in on racing and he's making cars, but he's not making enough. They're losing money. And people are definitely going to die. That's just part of it. Yep. So Enzo is married to Laura. For whatever reason, they are in partnership. She seems to be keeping the books, but mostly she's just walking around like frowning all the time. I thought Laura was the best part of the movie, Penelope Cruz. She has a Spanish accent. Yeah. So she just, I don't know if it was Italian, but it's fine. She sounded normal talking with her regular accent. Yes. That she was the only one in the movie who seemed to me like they fit in the movie. She constantly had this exaggerated frowny face where I was like, do you have any other facial expressions? It was like this pouty, (laughs) frowny look. But I agree with you. Joel and I were talking about that. I can't tell the difference between an Italian and Spanish accent. For all I know, she's just talking in her regular voice. But it was not distracting. They should just not use accents. I know. Just speak as you would normally speak. I agree. Or here's an idea. If you can't do an accent... Don't do the movie. Just hire someone else. Yeah, I don't they should get have it. got like Italians. I know to do it. Who I'm sure there English. are Italian actors who speak English who could do that. It would have been better because it seemed well. I think biopics in general are almost always bad. Have we talked about this before? No, but I'm thinking about biopics that I liked. I like the Tina Turner one. Is there a newer one? No, or no, like an the Angela Bassett. Okay, one. yeah. I mean, I loved that at the time. I'm sure I still love it. I love the one about Temple Grandin. I don't like Claire Danes' face. Oh, I like Claire Danes. And I love this biopic. And she totally disappears into the character. I'm sure Coal Miner's Daughter. But in general, Mm -hmm. they're always really bad. I watched Spencer recently. Did you watch that? It's a Princess Diana movie. Apparently it was good, though. I mean, it's good, but it's about one weekend. I was just expecting a little bit more of the story. I guess I just need to watch The Crown. So Um, boring. Yeah, I always fall asleep during it. Me too. (laughs) So this is a biopic. Big miss on casting. What the hell? Although, you know, you and I would never have gone to see it if Adam Driver wasn't in it. No, oh, definitely not. Maybe Oscar Isaac could have been more Italian. Anyone could have been more Italian seeming. Yeah, we really need to put an end to... Stop it. Just stop it. Italian movies. Did you like this better or worse than House of Gucci? Worse. Worse. At least House of Gucci had cool clothes. Yep. I don't care about those cars. The design of them is beautiful, but there was so much, oh my God, so much revving sound. I know know you were hating it as much as I was. The revving of the cars, the engines 
so loud. And when you're in the theater, it's like they're coming from all directions. It's like behind you, but it's just annoying. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to hear more of this. And then they show a lot of the pedals and shifting the gears. And it's just an insanely stupid thing to do, race these cars. The racers died. Two of them died in the movie. And I think this is what a lot of dudes are liking about this movie is these crashes. Yes. <laughs> when, so they show the crash, and there's two of them. So the cars fly through the air, and they're flipping. And then you also see the driver fly out and flip through the air. Yeah. And it looks like a Lego man. Yes. So you see the Lego man yeah. flying. Some people have made fun of the... And I think that's what they're making fun of is the Lego man. There's a talk back during the movie that kind of had a little viral moment when somebody asks Adam Driver, like, I didn't think it looked very realistic. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. (laughs) Perfect answer. (laughs) Which I love. Nailed it. But also. But they were correct. Yeah. And then this other crash, the car crashes into these spectators and children and kills like nine people. They show a lot of gory stuff. I just felt like that was supposed to give me a sense of the weight of the situation and how dangerous it was and to make me feel sympathy for I don't know who actually. But I was like, too little, too late. I don't know any of these characters. I don't know why they're doing this. I don't get any of this. I have no sympathy for anyone in this movie at all. Why are you showing me this gory? It doesn't mean anything to me. It's just like colors and shapes. It was just purely aesthetic. Yeah. It had no impact. Yeah. And no emotional impact. So just to finish the synopsis, so Enzo's with this lady, Laura, Penelope Cruz, and they hate each other, and their child died, and they're really sad about it, and their marriage is poisoned, but they are partners in their terrible business. They live with a grandmother. Yes, who looked His to mom. me like a- She's really tiny. She's like she this little pursed mouth. I realized halfway through. She looked natural in the movie. To me, she looked like a Teletubby, kind of. Like the way her little (laughs) face like pursed all the time. But she had no meaning either. Women in this movie have nothing to do. Yeah. Sherilyn, oh wait, what's her name? Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. She says like five sentences. Right. Which is good because she didn't try at all with her accent. But maybe that was better than trying. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. So then Enzo has a mistress, Lena, who has a son. And so... He gives her a house, and she lives in the country, and it's in Castel Vetro or something. So then, like, for half an hour, I was just thinking about how much I like those Castel Vetrano olives. Are those the bright the green, green ones? ones? They're yes, so good. they're so good. They're so smooth okay. and so shiny. I'm so into then, that. So then I was thinking about that, and I was like, maybe they should be eating some olives. Olives figured pretty heavily into our last podcast. That's what I was thinking about. So then they have this kid and he's really cute, but they're like, is he going to admit that he has this son and give him the Ferrari name or is he going to have her name, which is Lardo or something? So that's like sort of unresolved. But then they're all getting ready for this Mili Milia race, which to me was like the Tour de France, but it's cars and it's in Italy. So they go all over Italy on these windy roads and they sort of have a strategy. He has five drivers and one of them is... McDreamy. It's Patrick Dempsey. He was like the Silver Fox. Yes. And Adam Driver was sort of dressed up as a Silver Fox, yeah. but looking really And sometimes kind of I thought they were the yeah. same person. Like when McDreamy was wearing his goggles and stuff, I'd be like, oh, Enzo's driving today. You know? It's just a failure of like when they make someone look old. It just yeah. looks so weird compared to someone who is cast at that age. 
I'm sure Adam Driver, when he really is old, he will still be handsome. But I thought he looked handsome. I I just didn't care. It's just, just like weird looking yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Because of the makeup and stuff. And because you have no feeling for either of the characters. And so they're almost interchangeable to me was my feeling. I had no idea. So then they're like driving in the race and like all these people die and it's. I don't care. And then eventually it seems like Ferrari wins. So maybe it's safe <laughs> yeah. business, but we don't really know. He's going to have a meeting with Fiat. Is that who that, because there's this one scene during the race where this other car person calls, but I don't know who that car person is. And he's like, why didn't you tell me you were having trouble? And he was like, well, I tried to get a job with you when I was 19 and you said no. Yeah. And, and he's like, like, that was 1917. I was like doing the math. I'm like, How old is he supposed to be? I know. I, there's just so many loose ends. And then yeah. Laura takes half his money, but actually she's giving it to him so he can negotiate that yeah. I sort of understood. Yep. It's all these loose ends, but then it ends. And even though there was this horrible crash, ultimately Enzo Ferrari was cleared of any wrongdoing in it. and Because the car ran over something, which I couldn't tell what yeah, it was. Yeah, I couldn't either. I thought it was car? a banana peel because there's this... <laughs> I thought it was like maybe a part of a car. Yeah. A banana peel. Because <laughs> just there's like this whole scene beforehand That's when so the funny. guy eats a banana. And I was like, is this foreshadowing? Remember, he doesn't finish it and he gives the peel to a kid. And I was like, oh, my God, a kid just threw a banana like, peel on so the, the path. car slips yeah. on a banana peel. Yeah. <laughs> now, but, that I would appreciate if that... <laughs> There could be a parody version of this where, like, the car slips on a banana peel and then flies through yeah. the air in yeah. the Lego man. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I just. <laughs> the driver's, like, waving his arms. Then he really could be a, a Lego man. That would have been better. It would have been better. And so then at the end, you find out that ultimately Enzo Ferrari did recognize his son and now his son, Piero, runs ferrari it was so confusing because they showed his wife lara because she was really the brains behind all the money stuff i'm gonna help you even though i hate you but all you have to do is not recognize the son and it seemed like he agreed to that so and maybe then he, he waited i think he must have waited died. until she died in like 1978, 1978. <sighs> oh, my, my feeling goodness. was that they were just like can we have a lot of cars and can yes. we make a lot of noise and can we go really fast? And they're going to be red. Yeah. And we don't need a lot of dialogue and we oh don't God. really need no to dialogue. explain anything. We just need to have the cars and then we need to have Adam Driver looking intense. And then that's yeah. a movie. There was almost no dialogue. I was really aware of it in the beginning. Me too. Because I'm I was like, waiting when for is him someone going to gonna say something? They're in the house and the phone rings. I'm like, Okay, now Penelope Cruz, is she going to say she's going to talk? Because it was taking so long for there to be any dialogue. And then she just lets the phone ring. (laughs) There is no dialogue. And I really do not like that in movies. I know. But then when there was dialogue, their accents were so distracting. And then sometimes I couldn't understand what they were Mm -hmm. saying. Like there's one part where Enzo is talking to all his drivers. And I swear he said hard-nosed bros. (laughs) is is that a word that they say in the 40s i don't or the 50s i don't know and i kept trying to use context clues to understand what he was saying but i really think he said hard-nosed bros so it seems like adam driver put some money into this movie he was executive producer and then they talked about 
on Conan that each of the cars was like $70 million? Yeah. But then when they'd actually race them, they were replicas? And then which one was $70 million that we saw? One just sitting there? Why would you not just use replicas? And did they have to buy them for $70 million? Anyway, they couldn't have bought them. The budget for the movie was $94 million, and so far it's made like $9 million. I wish Adam the best. He seems to have some skin in the game, but I'm not but interested in this he movie didn't at even all. get to do cool things. That was the other part. Like, he yeah, didn't, he didn't even drive. get to drive. No. He just walked around looking grumpy all the time. Phone calls. Saying hard-nosed bros. <laughs> so he had this other son, but did the son really even know he was his dad? Did I he, think he did know. It seemed like when he was explaining the drawing of the car engine was like the first time they really talked. And he was like 10 years old. <laughs> I think they <laughs> It didn't talked, seem like they were very close. There's one scene where Shailene Woodley's character is like, he's 10 now and he wants to know, is he going to be a Lardo or a Ferrari? <laughs> I, know, I guess know? if that's just and a... I was like, well, I guess he's sad. Who knows? I have no idea. And then yeah. there's that one part when he's getting into his car and the kid is like, Ferrari, Ferrari. And that went on so long. He kept saying Ferrari for a long time after he already drove away. I just felt bad for that kid. He was cute. He was really cute. But maybe cute. that's normal for 50s dad, especially 50s dad of your mistress's kid. You don't yeah. even interact with that or hold him as a baby or like anything. I don't know. So he's got the secret family. But he's trying to run Ferrari. His wife finds out because the banker slips up. I know. And he any, has a whole house. Yeah. Like any moments her. they had of exposition big. were really confusing. The part when he flashes back to when she tells him she's pregnant. I was like, why is he working at a construction site? And then you find out later it, that oh, it was because the factory yeah. was bombed. Yeah, yeah. He's just there. And you're like, what's he doing? I don't understand yeah. any of this. What time period is this? I don't know. But that was one of the best scenes in the movie because he was younger. Right. And he picked her up, of course. Yeah. He also cries twice in the movie, which that's classic Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. see a couple crying scenes. And the opera scene yep. was I probably one of my favorite mine scenes. Mine too. In the There's movie. a scene where they're in the opera and you see what each character is feeling. Yeah. And what they're remembering. Yeah. That was, I like that scene a lot. Me too. Yeah, if there so could have been more of that. More of that. And less. I mean, Bechtel test. You have to have women that talk to each other. And I don't even think there were two women that talked to each other. The mom and Penelope Oh, Cruz, just like, you didn't then... give him enough airs. One air was not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was grim. So bored. And then I just kept thinking, who is this for? So then I went not home. Me. And yeah. I, me neither. And I went home and I was like, because you know how there's some men that other men like, like men love mm-hmm. Bruce Willis or they mm-hmm. love John Hamm. Is Adam Driver one of those men where they like, if we put Adam Driver in this and have lots of cars, dudes will go to see this movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there's a drift in this direction because I think Adam Driver's original fans were women from yeah. girls. And he's just totally drifting away from that 100%. And I'm increasingly concerned about this whole Marvel business. Because audiences are exhausted of Marvel. They don't care about it anymore. And so it seems like just on the cusp of turning into just rage against Marvel, like if they keep doing it and keep putting it out at the expense of any other movies. Like the only reason you are going to see it is because it's the only movie that's out that you can take your kids to. 
the appetite is gone. I just think it's going to turn into rage and hate against Marvel movies. And if Adam Driver has now signed up to be in a Marvel movie. I feel that that's a rumor that we keep kicking around that I don't think is going to come true. I thought we confirmed it, though. I hope it just falls through because the timing is really bad. And I really think Adam Driver needs to get in a movie that's like a Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig movie. But Greta directs it, but with a lot of words and a lot of talking and a lot of character development. Yes, all of that. Completely agree. So Joel and I were talking, he was like, doesn't he have something else coming up? And he does. He just wrapped Megalopolis, which is another project like The Last Duel and like Ferrari, where there's a director driving it. And it's a long project that the directors wanted to have and wanted to realize. And for whatever stupid reason, Adam Driver signed on to it. But this is a Francis Ford Coppola passion project. Oh, my God. He just loves directors that are like 80 years old. And who are like following all over him themselves to use whatever masculine energy he has. No more. Stop it. End it. That would be my advice. Adam Driver, 2024. Liz is going to find you in April. And then you're going to come on our (laughs) podcast. And we're going to tell you, like the moms that we are, what you need to do and you need to listen. Is he easing into retirement? He mentioned that he has two kids now in the Conan interview and he's working, but he's not in that period of his career where he's striving or trying, hooking up with all the old directors that exist and doing their passion project. Maybe he'll I turn out like to be a good director in the end from working with a lot of experienced directors. He doesn't want to be a director. He's said yeah. that a million times. He just wants to be an actor He's not striving anymore. I think he's at the phase of his career where people are blowing smoke up his ass and telling him how great he is. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I am great. Yeah. I can do an Italian accent. I will do this. And I still get to work with this dude who I've admired since I was a teenager with an excess of testosterone. And so now I'm going to work with this dude. And he's got to stop. Yeah, the director's Michael Mann in... Peter and I were looking at a list of other movies. They were all like action movies. I hadn't seen anything. Just the world of men, not too into it. Always wishing you the best, of course, Adam Driver. But when guys get famous and rich and then just get really into cars like Jerry Seinfeld, different vehicles and going to basketball games, and it just seems really boring. Tom Hanks collects typewriters, which I appreciate That's more fine. than I'm cars. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. You got to do something with... My grandfather collected little hippopotamus figurines, and I love them. I have a whole Mm. bunch of them, and do that. Hippopotamus. Or (laughs) love that. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, my cousins, we were just at a memorial for my grandmother, and they were like, we should all get little hippopotamus tattoos. And I was like, maybe I will, but I haven't done that yet. But I'd be fine with that. You could be like Brad Pitt and get really into architecture and design. Oh, okay. That's fine. I like that. That's good. For your hobbies of once you're rich and famous. Seth Rogen got really into pottery. Yeah. Do something like well, got those this big is my, hands. This is my favorite one. Did you watch The O.C.? You yes. Did. You know, the guy who plays Ryan. The blonde one? Yeah. And how he's really into fighting cryptocurrency? Yes. Yes. And he wrote I a book about this. that? I love that. That's the best. I read an interview with him. And Benjamin like, McKenzie. That's his name. He's like, there's no money in it. But he just is telling everyone... And this was before everyone knew crypto was totally fake. That was his soapbox. Fine. Telling people that crypto was dumb while all the other celebrities were just promoting crypto. 
Yeah, I'm that fine I, with that. I mean, I'm super on board with that. Or just have some kind of cool collection. He collects old school directors that he works with. It seems to be what he's collecting. He's so funny. I mean, I'd like to see a comedy or something. Not more like sword yeah. fighting. and No. So Megalopolis. So it's Francis Ford Coppola. It's a sci-fi passion project that <sighs> Francis Ford Coppola could never get financed. I wonder if Adam Driver kicked in. Maybe. Megalopolis is centered around the aftermath and reconstruction of New York City following a disaster that wrecked the city and wiped off its urban infrastructure. Amid this chaos is an architect who is intent on braving the odds to rebuild New York City as a utopia after this devastating natural disaster. I don't hate it. I don't Actually, hate it I either. I kind of like it. I think it's okay. Mm, it's post-apocalyptic. I do I like just that. hope it's not stupid. That could be good, though. I know. It's like a Last of Us without zombies. I'm into it now. Is it going to be three hours? Probably. Yeah. We will see it, obviously. Yeah. So it keeps us up on what these old director guys are doing. Although I didn't see the new Scorsese movie. Did you? Flower or something? God, something? no. I thought you were a fan of Scorsese because you love Gangs of New York. Yeah, I Gangs think. of New York is a really good movie. Okay, I haven't seen it. It's not that he doesn't make good movies. He makes good movies. I don't want to see that. I hate Leonardo DiCaprio. That's part of the problem. I just yeah. hate his stupid face. I never face. was into him either as a heartthrob. He's kind of a boyish face in an adult Yeah, it doesn't body. look good. I just don't want to see the gray hair again on Adam Driver until no, it's natural. stop it. Don't play older. I really like the black hair. After we watched Ferrari, I came right home and watched Saturday Night Live. Should we go into yes. that? Are we done? Yes. Oh, wait. <clears throat> should we give it some combs? <laughs> yes. I'm going to give it zero combs. I was wondering. Yeah. I'm so mad at him for just doing these stupid projects. I will note that at the movie theater we went to at the Mall of America, you can get a nice beer, a nice 16-ounce Surly Furious, which is a fantastic beer from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where Even we live. Even though they're union busters. Yeah, I hate that. Sometimes they're better or worse depending on the tap, even yeah. sometimes in a can. The Surly, is that what you had? No, I oh, okay. don't like hoppy mm. beer. Oh, that's right. that's right. I had a Kona Wave, and it was delicious. What kind of and beer is that? tater tots. It's like this super light lager. It's good. Those tater tots are good. And 2024, I'm going to really get tater tots whenever I can. If I can substitute for tater tots, do it. They called it potato gems. Yeah. <laughs> it took us a while to figure, <laughs> like, are they just tater tots? or? Yep. They were just like tater they tots. couldn't say tater tot. Like, is that a registered yeah, trademark probably. you cannot say? Well, I had a really nice Surly Furious, and it was perfect. It tasted so good. And I kind of had to go to the bathroom, so I was putting off drinking it. I was eating my popcorn. About halfway through the movie is when I started drinking it. Once I had half the beer, I started enjoying it more. <laughs> and that was just my... Yeah. State, I guess. I it was, was just, like, I was really, it was really relaxing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The theater was great. It was super comfortable. I figured out halfway through that it was a recliner seat. And then I put the seat up and I laid back. And then I was like, I should have just gotten the 32 ounce beer and I could sleep through this. I wish we could have sat in that middle row. I know. Because there was. 30 seats. 32. I, oh, we both took time to count the seats yeah. like during during oh, some I of the racing. the capacity sign. When we could choose seats, which I hate doing, but there were not very many available, only two. So we sat in the way back row, but no one else was there. Mm -hmm. There was only eight people in the theater. Yeah. And so we had to sit right next to that other couple. I wish we could have sat yeah. like. 
I think that was up. the handicapped row, and I think that's why we weren't allowed to sit there. Oh, but there was this sound thing that you didn't notice for a while in the movie. There was this sound, really loud, and Do it you was. Think it was me eating my tater tots? No, it was part of the movie. <laughs> the tater. T- I love that you took responsibility for that. Like, oh, no, it's me. It's my eating sounds. And I was like, that was so horrible. No, it was in the movie. And I had plenty of time. There was no dialogue to listen to. And just like car sounds to count. It was every 20 seconds. And then it went away. Thank Mm -hmm. God. And then a similar thing happened this morning. Starting at 3.30 a.m., our our smoke alarm started chirping downstairs. And that's like every. It's the worst. Yeah. It was like that, just like a random sound that was coming on every 20 seconds. I do want to say, I said this to you yesterday when we were buying our tickets, this is the first time we've seen an Adam Driver movie where there hasn't been a random person wandering through the movie theater eating pizza. Yeah, but it was pretty deserted But it was pretty deserted. But when we saw 65, that was a pretty crowded Oh, yeah, that's true. That was good. That was really fun. Do you remember um, we saw a preview for that Matthew Broderick? No you were right. Feelings. She was a sex worker. <laughs> I thought she wasn't. I was confused, but they were asking her to have sex with their child. Yeah. But I watched Did it. you watch it? Yeah. It came on automatically on Netflix or something after I watched something else. So I watched it. No hard feelings. Very funny. I really? liked it a lot. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll watch it. And who's the girl in it? She's in the Hunger Jennifer Games. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I like her. I like her too. And I thought that was a very funny movie. Better than Ferrari? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Way better than Ferrari. So I got to think of the combs. I'm going to give it one comb. You don't even get a comb from me, Adam Driver. Yeah, that's I'm no so comb. I'm so mad at him for doing these stupid movies. Yeah, I was really mad, too. And then I kind of felt bad when I listened to the interview. He was so great in the interview and on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And I don't want to be down on his project that he clearly is really into but there's a certain part of your audience that is not going to be into the car sounds. So I'll give it one comb. So the Saturday Night Live. Per- yeah, let's move on. I didn't watch it that day because I thought I had a streaming service that just had them all automatically. Well, that's been changed, and I had to buy it on Amazon Prime, the episode. It's fine. It. You could have come over to my house and watched it. How? We From have Peacock. Peacock. Oh, yeah, this comes up a lot. Okay. I'll try to remember that. Yeah, ever since Peacock came out, then things that used to be on my other things are not there anymore. So I had to buy the episode, but it was not the whole episode. There were sketches that were left off, and Mm. the Olivia Rodrigo performances were left off. So I went and watched them on YouTube. So it only played... Oh, so you did see them all, though. Well, I think so. It played one hour of the Saturday Night Live episode, and then I had to watch some extra sketches... And Olivia Rodrigo on YouTube. Should okay. we go skip by skit? Okay, sure. Okay. So the monologue. Monologue. He played the piano. Adorable. Was he really playing it the entire time? He was time? really the playing it. Yes, he was really playing it. I was like, wow, that was great. Yep. Did not know he played the piano. Great idea. His hands could reach a lot of notes. Yep. He told some funny jokes like, do you think a gingerbread man gets scared when he realizes the house is made out of his own skin? Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, and funny. And he talked about... It's funny, he just sort of was telling joke after joke. And he talked about his big hands. He -hmm. showed off his big hands before he started playing the piano. The setup is that he talks to Santa individually. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Santa! Like he yells. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, we're on TV. Santa, 
They like to riff off his intensity. persona yeah, as being really intense. I preferred his monologue. I think it was the last one where he talked about little women. And he like walked around the stage. And mm-hmm. I thought that one was funnier. But I mean, I really like this one, too. And I like the piano business. Love him. So next Love time it. he's on it, they're going to do a whole thing for the five timers. Can't wait. Come you like back the, You like the five timer? I want him to get the coat. Oh, you know what I saw on YouTube? The sketch you had, the actress who was popular in the 90s, and she was in the movie with Heath Ledger. Oh, Julia Stiles. Yeah. What was her sketch? It was during the weekend update, and they had Chloe Feynman come out and do the skit from that movie she was in where Uh, she's the ballet person and she can't get into Juilliard, but then she learns hip-hop and she does hip-hop ballet. Can we dance or I don't think or I've like seen it. I kind of want or something. I oh, it's good. It. I mean, it's yeah, good in like it. a dumb '90s movie way. That's great. That was cut out of the Amazon version. Why would they bother cutting it? I have no so idea. So stupid. So then there's the skit where they're at like a ski retreat with their friends. He's a gay couple with Bo and Yang, who I will watch Bo and Yang in anything. I love him so much. Yeah. And they're trying to for have a child, a baby. and everybody's confused because they're two men. They don't know that they can't get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, it was, it was yeah, it was good. Like it. it wasn't my favorite, but mm-hmm. it was fine. Oh, then there's the one, the old friend's sketch where Mikey Day is home and he sees this picture of himself with his friend when he's a kid. So he texts him and he turns out to be a criminal. Yeah. It's like housebound <laughs> and can't really go near schools. And But it's funny. So funny. And the big kicker at the end is, because you never go on Facebook and they make it like a Facebook ad. Oh, I think one of my favorite skits was the next one where he and his wife are hosting a potluck and he's this kind of uptight dad who they might have been in Minnesota because at one yeah, point he's like, oh, excuse me, I'm going to yeah. go get by here. But or Wisconsin ev- or yeah, Minnesota for yeah. sure. But every time he's putting food out and people are in the way, he's like beep, beep. And then they get into showdown. Yeah. I like that beep beep sketch too. That yeah. was good. They're like restrained, uptight. He's good at that, you know, intensity. When Adam Driver hosts, they can just pick some really obscure ideas. That, and he'll deliver. Yeah. yeah. The next one, oh, was he's a chocolate maker on a Home Shopping Network episode who makes a Santa chocolate that he's selling, <laughs> but then he unwraps it and it looks like a big old dong. Yeah. But it was really funny. That was funny. Like yeah. it. Very good. It was really good. Where he's totally clueless about it. It's very funny. Yeah. He was very good as the chocolatier. Yes. Okay. So the next one is the baby monster where he's on a flight and he's a baby. Let's talk about this one a little yeah. more. So it's his head and then like a baby's body. Mm-hmm. So he was in the womb for two years. So he's like an adult man in the way he talks, but he's saying things that a baby mm-hmm. would say. Those... He calls the iPad the Peppa Pig device. That was the sketch that was like the oil man sketch. Yep. That you could do that and not start laughing. I mean, I can't imagine him ever starting to laugh. No, I don't think he'd ever break. Too good. That was an A plus for me. Then there's a PSA about kids who prank their elders, and he plays like a grumpy Vietnam vet. Getting like TikTok yeah. pranks. That owl one was pretty funny. So it's a granddaughter and a grandma, and she's like, someone at church got possessed by an owl. And then the grandma's like, who? And she keeps saying, who? If I saw that on TikTok, I would like it. Yeah. 
even though I'm not really on it. Oh, there's a whole other one that was cut for time that I didn't watch called Actors. Oh, I saw Actors Journey. Oh, you did? So there's an actor being interviewed after like a screening of their independent movie. And there's a studio audience. And there's an interviewer. So the interviewer is like, so what was it like when you were trying, you know, break into the business? He's like, well, I lived in this really crappy apartment with roaches. And so then Adam Driver stands up and he's like, do you mean the property at whatever address? And he was like the property manager. And so he was really offended. And then the guy was going to show a clip of his movie, but somehow he made it a listing of the apartments and it was just really funny because he kept talking about the unit and like the venetians and the property and then it happened again the actor tried to talk about weird people who lived there and then those weird people were also in the audience every story he tried to tell of his hard times trying to break into the business he would end up insulting someone and they would be there it's good recommend and then there's one more that was cut for time, the courtroom sketch, which I just watched this morning. Oh, yeah. Did you saw, watch that? Yeah, I did see it. I was watching it and I was like, see, I would watch this over and over again instead of Ferrari any day of the week. He plays this guy who's defending himself and he tells this really heartrending story about playing football with his dad. But it turns out that the reason he's in court is because <laughs> he had this football game where he just kicked little tiny dogs <laughs> over the goal. And... It was really stupid, but also he completely commits the character. He's sort of charming, and I loved it. Is there anything else? That's it. No, there was one about tiny bags. Did that oh, get yeah. cut for time? You know what? That Someone got in trouble one. for that because they had ripped off the idea from another sketch. So I think that got they didn't show that on the... Yeah, the whole yeah. idea was about this boutique that sells little tiny bags. And it was funny because Adam Driver is one of the people selling the bags. So he's holding these little bags with his big hands on, on his big body. And and every time they would say, and you can fit one paperclip in there. And that's all, you know. So yeah. it was like a catchphrase type of thing. Adam Driver seemed the least into that one. It wasn't quite a fit for him. But it was a fun rip on how big he yeah, is. Yeah, size-wise. Yeah, it was a good show, as always. He's an excellent host. Did you like Olivia Rodrigo's songs? Mm -hmm. What I mostly liked about it is there's one song that she sings where she tears up all these cakes. And Joel found an article about the person who made the cakes and the different kinds of frosting that they used so that it would have the right effect. And they had to make 30 cakes. I thought that was a little awkward or just made me nervous that she was going to, like, slip and fall. She was trying to sing and also smash a cake with her... And like smear it on her clothes. And not fall down. She ended up doing it, but it was a little stressful. I think it was too much of a concept. I thought it was fine. I thought they were both fine. She's Mm -hmm. got some really solid songs. Some of the teasers also were really fun that riffed on because, you know, Driver's License was one of her Mm -hmm. first songs and it riffed on. Maybe she wrote it for Adam Driver and it was cute. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Adam Driver land. I think I just want to say one more time that I just really, really wish he would think about us as his audience base and stop making Absolutely. those I stupid mean, we movies. are making a podcast about him. His career is just drifting away from us. It's been a while. I mean, we liked 65. Before that, what's a five-comb movie that we saw him in that we really loved? Patterson? He could team up with Jim Jarmusch again. Yeah. That would be pretty good. I appreciate that he made some weird movies. Like, I didn't like Annette. 
Yeah. I didn't like white noise, yes. but I would rather Appreciate. he went in that direction. Oh, we loved Marriage Story. Definitely. Go in with Noah Baumbach. But I definitely want Greta to be, Greta Gerwig to be involved because this is really drifting into no dude women role. Yeah, dude bro land with two women characters. One's a wife. Well, three. One's a wife. One's a mistress. One's a mean mother. It's like yeah. terrible. It's a strong misogynistic message. Taylor Swift said to Kanye West, you're laughing at me because I can't have a conversation without talking about Taylor Swift. She's definitely a celebrity that I'm a fan of and that I, I want to know things about her, her story and her life. So Kanye West told her he was going to put her in a song and say, I made you famous. This is after he interrupted her at the VMAs and they already had a feud she said to Kanye, she advised him to not put out a song with such a strong misogynistic message. And that phrase is really stuck in my head. I think Adam Driver should not put out a movie with a strong misogynistic message like Ferrari. It's almost like you can't mm -hmm. even talk about like a feminist reading of it. There's just so nothing there. Does Ferrari even have a misogynistic message? I think Ferrari's message is like, Burr. but just the women characters are just the wife who's a bitch, the mistress who nags him, but says yeah. she doesn't nag him. And the mother who's abusive and mean and very mean to Laura. So one thing I will say to that is as you start listening to you must remember this she has this idea that she calls the phone wife and so the whole point mm. of the phone wife is to be on the phone with the husband and help advance the yeah, story explain some things and that's yeah that's all they are they're all phone wives you yeah know? totally it's just nothing but i feel that it's not misogynistic it has no message at all it's just this caricature of masculinity you know it's just all dudes like they're just having sex and driving cars that's all they're doing running their businesses into the ground ignoring the women in their lives it's just stupid i feel that if he wants to go this direction he should just make a movie about cavemen and just be a caveman yeah right just do that that's just walk the undercurrent around. of this like movie. go the whole direction just go all the way in like if you're gonna do it just do it and get it out of your system yeah and get then... it over with because there is a message that women don't matter they're not important even though the wife was in charge of the finances and at least there was that they just exist as part of the man's world that they mostly ignore i felt pretty mad when the first scene with the wife she shoots a gun to the side of his head it just seems so much like house of gucci when Lady Gaga does end up killing or hiring someone to kill her husband for ignoring That's her. That's true. Both of them are these bitchy women who are really obsessed with having that name. No more. Let's cut it off. Megalopolis. When does it come out? I'm kind of into it. It doesn't have a release date, but they wrapped filming. But you know there's not going to be any women in it, sadly. So in like another year, we may have to do something non-Adam Driver next because there won't be anything new for a long time. I don't know. I am so mad at him right now. I got to take a break. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to Designated Driver. Bye. Bye.